Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bar Study, where we discuss love, love, I'm your host, Shade Walker, a 3L at CUNY Law, and I'm accompanied by my lovely co-host, Shaniqua Parker, also known as Sha, also a 3L at CUNY School of Law. Okay, y'all. I miss y'all so much. I'm so happy that y'all are here. I'm yeah. ready to get into this episode. A year ago, we was here, well, live and in person. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. I had so much fun with you guys. And it was Mitchell's birthday, which is in a few weeks. It's coming up. Um, Woo! So I can't believe I'm turning 30 for the sixth time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At least you said for the sixth time. So there's some truth in it. And I appreciate that. But yes, you know, it's going to be another year around the sun for you. And I appreciate you, Mitchell, because, you know, Mitchell over here working on his second law degree. <laughs> He's helping me. He's been such a help to me. So, you know, I want to make sure, you know, that um, we come together. We have some fun. I hope y'all got cocktails, mocktails, yeah, whatever it makes you happy but you know this is love law and libations right okay, let me go and get my drink so i did okay good i mean even if it could be water it could be ginger ale no we can't <laughs> Most definitely cannot. in this case it could be ginger ale because you know she don't drink <laughs> let me go grab my wine bottle real quick and so it could be mm-hmm. close to me so i don't gotta get up again Yo, why is she so ill-prepared all the time <laughs> okay y'all y'all ready to talk um about you know dating again people like people really like dating episodes and stuff so i want to talk about you know that I why do you think that is because i feel like like human beings aren't really meant to be alone right like you know you think about like other animals they don't have vocal cords because humans are animals. We're at the top of the food chain, but we are animals. And so they don't have like vocal cords. They can't talk. So it's a reason why we can talk and have intelligent conversations and things of that nature is because it's, it's meant for you to interact with other human beings, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, or any kind of ship. But that's what I think. So I think people are nosy and they like to live vicariously through people. And they're like, well, look at this ratchet chick out here got a roster. Maybe I should get me a roster. They want to hear the story. And then, you know, that's it. I mean, yes, we are social creatures, but I've seen people read entire stories. I mean, the Twitter threads of what these girls have gone through with the boyfriends and all this. And we be obsessed because we like to live vicariously through these other motherfuckers and not experience the heartbreak and heartache, but laugh at them. That's true. So cathartic. It's cathartic to hear like everybody else's bullshit ass love lives. It makes me feel good about like how ratchet mine is. That's true. That is very true. That's the truth. Straight up and down. It's like, and also you look for people like who are going through a similar situation so you don't feel alone in whatever you're no. going through. Worse, which is why I agreed to this. <laughs> That's why you agreed to do this episode? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yes. But um, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about the Bridgerton, that that Netflix series. Um, Let me add that 
Like I did with Game of Thrones. I had to binge watch that shit yesterday in the middle of my remote work day. And girl, I was trying to type an email to somebody. And I was like, ooh, ooh, wait, let me fast forward past the sex scene right now because I got to type this email. <laughs> I got easily distracted. I was like, ooh, oh, okay. So yeah, don't, I binge watched it like I did Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones took me a week. It took me, I would say, about a work day. Yeah. I still got my work done if anybody from my job is listening, so don't come for me. Also, I'm compliant. <laughs> I definitely watched it in like two days. Like, I don't know, me and my daddy just got into it. I saw it, it was like what like number one at the time in, in America, Netflix. I was like, let me see what this is. I watched it like four episodes the first night, and then I came back in the morning when I woke up and I said, Hey, daddy, good morning. I was like, You ready to watch the rest of it? And like, we just knocked it out. Like, it was so good. <laughs> and it was a Wednesday morning, right? So, like, all day we couldn't get in touch with Shy Day. <laughs> um, uh, y'all need to get in touch with me via email. I've already said that. <laughs> Don't be calling my phone. <laughs> but you are intake, though, fam. Okay, but I gave my Google number. So. <laughs> I could that. What about you, Insika? How how long it took you to watch it? Um, I think it took me two days okay. to watch it. Yeah, just like you. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I think on a Saturday, and then the following, and then Sunday, I was done. You look at her. She's smart. She clarified which days she watched it. <laughs> On the weekend, right? On days that she don't get paid. She's smart. <laughs> she a delegate, y'all. She's smart. She's smart. Watched <laughs> and I worked. I did what I needed to do. Right, right. Did y'all binge watch it because you actually enjoyed it? Yeah, I watched it because I enjoyed it. I don't like period dramas, but it was, I, I enjoyed it. I am not a period drama kind of girl, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I, I like those Pride and Prejudice books and the movies. So it was right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And also our coworker introduced it to us. I believe she was talking about the book during the summer. So when I saw it, I said, you know, what? I'm going to check it out. Yes, Ooh. I remember. It was Millie. She Millie. Mm-hmm. She read the books. Mm-hmm. Anybody else read the books? It's apparently there are eight books. So I'm assuming nobody read the book. No, no. Let me tell you what my sister told me to do. She said, why you just don't IMDB it? I was like, tempted to do so but let me tell you what's the problem with ibd or imbd it don't be complete like some of them be complete give you the whole synapses and tell you all the stories and the episodes yeah it didn't have that so i had no choice but to watch i'm gonna be honest with you so you didn't just enjoy- said cliff's notes she said cliff's notes this cliff noted at first but it i had no choice but to watch it and then i did enjoy it i didn't okay, think good i really didn't i'm glad you did the clothes were beautiful I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying it, it. It they really. It seemed like they really invested into the series. Okay. So yeah, even, yeah. Even, even the Feathertons, their their outfits were cute. Um. Apparently, I heard her say that that was their their family colors. I don't know who say yellow and pink go together, but I mean, I guess. <laughs> they those girls definitely had some choice outfits, and and you know. I remember there was a scene and sis was like, yeah, mommy didn't come to the party. Daddy's my escort, so I got to wear something different. Pink. <laughs> Any other time she ain't here looking like a tulip, looking all yellow. Yep, with yellow, yeah, with the yellow one. Um, I, so the, the series is based on like eight novels by this author called Julia Quinn. 
and it's called um the so the first season that we watched is called the book is called the duke and i um i didn't read the book but this is um the research i did through millie who's a fan because <laughs> i i called her last night like girl tell me everything about it because you know i wasn't i'm in law school and got time to read the books no, <laughs> i could barely get these cases read okay so that's why i got you exactly thank you mitchell and i appreciate you <laughs> and um so basically the mother uh lady bridgerton she has eight kids she got four boys four girls and so there's going to be eight books and it's about each one of the children so you know obviously hence that's why you know miss daphne is our star the diamond of the season or whatever um i i enjoyed it i liked watching it for the decor like the you know how the house was designed because you know jim just got like a new house or whatever and it was built in 1901 and he wants to keep um you know certain elements like the original style and traditional style so i was watching it for that because we trying to decorate the room and i want to get one of them fly ass you know like a uh, canopy bed so that's what i was watching it for I know. So here's the thing. I read some of the backlash of how people didn't like it. My thing about it is, is entertainment. And it's loosely based on someone's historical interpretation skewed to a romance for white women. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's romance for white women. Yes, that's the, the book is written by a white woman. And she has her own issues from what I've read. There's been some discussions where they've tried to explain. So what is it always about that? Um, happily ever after and that's what she writes for she doesn't write for slavery because a lot of her stuff is based in historical there's a couple of her books is based on the plantation and so they're like she's like I don't write for all of that I don't write for suffrage and oppression I write for romance and so what's wrong with that what's wrong with writing just for romance no um, I guess that's what white women enjoy but there was a lot of black women was like listen you need I that enjoyed it in that romance it's not it wasn't just romance. Like it's not just romance distinct yeah. and separate from everything else. Right? Like it's it takes into account all these other issues that I find completely problematic. Like Marina's ex um, whole situation. Like to me, that's like a teen mom situation. She fell in love with this boy. They had sex. She was shipped away to somebody. Evidently, somebody that owes her daddy some money. I'm not shipping my my children to nobody that owe me a debt. Pay me what you owe me. Not getting my child. What's wrong with you? You want to use my child as a slave? Nah. No. But beside that. That situation, yeah, she was pretty too. That situation ain't romantic at all. All right, she literally, yeah, yeah, of course, she needs drama. The romance, there's drama. That was the only part that I found romantic when she was like, "All this shit is deep between me and him." Right, like we used to write letters to each other. That was the only interaction that I thought was actually like substantially worthwhile and romantic. Really, everything I else was like a business transaction. It was. It very much was. But most marriages were business transactions. There's nothing romantic about that. Yeah, there really wasn't anything romantic. Everybody was, you know, like, like I remember like one of the first episodes and they were like dancing and people were talking. Do you like the country? Do you like the city? Yeah, oh, my, my family house is really big. Like it was just like, you know, here's a quick synopsis. Let me show you all, show off how wealthy I am, who my family is. It was nothing about you as a person. Like, and the only other match that I saw that I thought was like, they were like meant to be together 
was one of the feathered uh featherton girls i'm sorry yeah, weird looking dude yeah and the guy who was sneezing a lot with the flowers like they was both cute and dorky and they just fit <laughs> together like they was talking about cheese they 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 fit but everybody else it was really a business transaction I actually saw some love like between the queen like initially in the beginning episodes you thought the queen didn't care about the king and maybe he was sick because she was waiting for him to die. But then that episode, right around the time where they had to plead their love, and we realized he was suffering from either Alzheimer's or dementia. And they and she really does love him. And she explained to me about the friendship. I thought that was sincere. That was the realest thing in there for me. No, I think there was romance between the two characters because I think they liked each other, but they did not want to dwell on it. But it was kind of like a teasing between both of them. Kind of like when a guy liked you when you were a little girl, he pulled your hair, etc. So I did see some romance there. I feel like it was a budding, like it had to get there. It started off very much a business transaction. It was like, keep these women off my back and <laughs> um, Help me find uh, elevate your status, you know, because being with him was a big flex. So he helped her out. And then, like, I would say, like, when the prince came along and, like, she was giggling and laughing or whatever, that's when I felt like they started developing some type of, you know, more than just a business transaction. Listen, feelings. I sat there and I, as I watched it, I told my sister, I said, look, I said, there's a bit of Lifetime movie in there. <laughs> Ray in there. There's a bit of, you know, those those Hallmark movies where you go back home to your hometown and you see the guy that you know you shouldn't mess with. And we all know you're going to end up with him toward the end of the movie, but y'all got to drag us through this three hour long situation. That's what that was. All right. It was a bunch of rom-com situations, a couple of dramatic, it was all put in. I got, uh, the writing was good. Like they were able to add all those little elements in it. And I got to give it to Shonda for that. That was good writing. I don't think I'm, I'm laughing because you mentioned how she was the diamond and you mentioned Lori Harvey and I said I'm a whole my mule about her but that comparison was absolutely correct it was hilarious I saw it on the shade room and it was some guy got on there he's like a comedian and he had a whole like fake British accent everything you talk about Lori Harvey is the Daphne Bridgerton and she's the diamond of the season and sis is smart okay i mean she dates she don't stay with nobody too long she don't tolerate too much shit she she gets in when it's fun and she gets the fuck on when it's not and you know she's kept her value in that way you know because she's not dealing with (laughs) she kept her value by not investing any part of her that's actually deep that's a fraud right there like, how you're not exposing yourself, but you want to be, like, all about something, like, meaningful or worthwhile, but she'll dip in as soon as, like, shit gets hard? No, but did she say that? Did she say she was looking for something that serious and meaningful and deep? I mean, she's a socialite. I, th- I mean, I don't know. I, I can't speak for the girl. But maybe I am projecting, you know? I Because I felt like a lot of times, I feel like young girls, when you're in relationships, you don't put your foot down you, you kind of just go with what's happening. At least with me, I felt like I had to get to a certain age and a certain space where I'm just like, 40. I'm not even 40 yet. Don't even try it. 
But I feel like a lot of young girls don't have that guidance. They have some that naive thing about them, kind of like how Daphne didn't know where babies came from. I'm not saying I was that naive, but you know, there's a naive element to you as a young girl. And I feel like you come to a certain point where it's like, I'm not tolerating this shit. And from my observation, I feel like Lori don't tolerate none of that shit. Like I'm fucking Lori Harvey. I know who I am. I know my value. And when I feel like something is happening that I'm not willing to tolerate, I'm going to leave. But I don't think we would be talking about Lori if she was a man. Men are allowed to date. Actually, no, I would be talking about her simply. My beef, and the reason why I tried to hold mommy was because I would have had no beef with any of it, but she fucked with Future. And <laughs> but she got out. Future? But she got out unscathed. It doesn't matter. It's not a, a baby mama. She it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact that that nigga had put her up their ass out on the Instagram, that's issue number one. Issue number two, Future is fuckboy extraordinaire. And you can at me, Future, if you like. I don't want you, even though you do got dreads. Anyway. <laughs> dreads. Extraordinaire. And that's why I was like, it's a valid situation. Because in a sense, the Duke was a fuckboy extraordinaire. Was he not? He was running around fucking all over London doing his thing. Pulling his nut out before he nutted in anything. That shit was hilarious. You telling me you didn't know that that's how a baby is born. And you tell me the entire time y'all had sex, that man pulled out before he nutted. One, you got shitty pussy if you do that, because I don't have that problem. Two, okay, you should have was right. Okay, experience. It don't mean you got shitty pussy. Like, what would become then? I mean, like, listen, there, there's a level of self control that you lose all reckless abandon to when your pussy's that good. Uh, yes, this is true. No, but he didn't want to have children because he's traumatized from his childhood, and because he's such a deeper, hmm? which. Which brings me to, they both was as toxic as fuck and they both forced each other into this shitty ass situation. One, she did it, when that whole dual shit. And then he was like, I'm sorry, but I'm impotent. Instead of just saying, listen, I ain't want no kids. He straight made a decision for her and that's some bullshit. That's the shit I don't yeah, like. That that's that ass how he sounded too. He lied. He motherfucker. Yeah, they both lied. And they forced themselves, the other one, into this relationship. So no, I don't want to hear, you know, she forced the black man into a marriage. Nah. He forced her initially into a childless marriage. But he was going to get all the pussy he could get. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I don't really agree with, like, some people who see it as... I mean, I get it. Like, you want to see more, like, Black love, right? But the whole purpose of this period drama, right, created by Shonda Rhimes, was to include Black people because, traditionally speaking, they're not included in said dramas. So... I mean, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the interracial relationship. I'm also in an interracial relationship. So I want to see representation, you know, just like anybody else want to see representation. It makes me feel better about my situation. You feel me? Like we said earlier. Go ahead, Mitchell. I saw your face. <laughs> I feel like this entire topic, though, of like inclusion is only a halfway assessment, right? Like you can't have inclusion without equity. Like you can't have Black love and interracial interrelated relationships with light-skinned folk and have them be like the entire focus of that entire season. He like where everybody else at? He was light-skinned? Wait, the darkest, the what? dark, dark woman, I love her, Lady Danbury, she was a widower with her man. Uh -oh. And why is it why is it his dad, who's like the darkest man in the entire show, is the one who's <laughs> like as the most problematic man? 
See what I'm saying? But I'm I absent mean, from his kid's life and all the way criticizing him for like his, I don't know, his characteristics. And they made the one, the little black girl, they made her be the one that got pregnant and lost her virtue. Well, what about the dark skinned girl that was part of the Queen's court that said nothing and held the doll? She was just there to be looking cute. I, I did see pretty black people like when at the little dances and stuff, like the little balls. I did see like some beautiful black people in the background. I saw like Indian people in the background. In the background, the darker you are, the less you're likely to speak. But I want to see their story. Now, if Shonda gives these people an actual story, because that's what it is like to be like the token black person in a movie, right? It's like you're there, but we don't know anything about you. So if she expands upon these characters, you know, great. But also that's not the way the book was designed. Remember I told you there are eight books. Oh, yeah. Is that is that what Millie said? Is Was Ray's a part of the eight books that she read? <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like, was it like a undercurrent? How many books that she read? I know that she read The Duke and I. And did she talk about race playing a factor in like the storyline? Um. Well, I mean, obviously we have the queen depicted, right? So, you know, talking about like black royals. You know, Meghan Markle is not the first. You know, there's there's talk about this Charlotte of Mecklenburg. Um, who was married to George III. So that's the king who's depicted who has some mental health issues. And, you know, Queen Charlotte, um, you know, is a mixed race, you know, uh, black woman. And the royal uh, family was asked about this and they kind of just like brushed it under the rug. They were like, oh, that's a long time ago in the past it's history and you know we have more important things to talk about whenever like they were asked that's what their response was um but they talk about her husband george iii who she was married to and he had um some mental illness issues whether it was like um i think Sha, you mentioned like i don't know if it was dementia alzheimer's alzheimer's or dementia like he seemed okay and what happens sometimes with alzheimer's is they forget certain instances or events in their lives. And so when they do become lucid again, or they do become able to access, they'll ask you something like, oh, bring me so-and-so. And you know, that's why she's like, oh, she died. And that's when he started to spaz out because right. it's jarring to them to have to relive that over and over again. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a fuckboy mentality to me. If you don't leave that man alone, <laughs> you can't control all timers. That that hits you and it's, it's devastating. It's, you. It's a totally different person situation. Uh, so that's why I was like, when I first, when you're first watching it, it seems like she doesn't care about him. Mm -hmm. Or that she's like, is he dead? Like, she doesn't give a fuck. But the reality is that it's really hard to sit there and lose your best friend. He, he starts to forget who you are. Right. And, and I'm interested to see if her husband, the king, does pass away, what will happen to the kingdom if she's the only one that's governing as a Black woman? So... I'm interested to see how they're going to yeah. play that out. I was about to ask a question about the nephew, but then I remembered the Cinderella from Disney and I was all right with it. I mean, that didn't make sense. They just cast whoever. And I was okay with that. If we was okay with them casting whoever in the Disney Cinderella, we would we should have been fine with them casting whoever in this. <laughs> no, but that that can't be the mentality though, right? Like if it was a problem back then, but we didn't speak up, then let's speak the fuck up now. 
I mean, you know what? I thought at the time when Disney did it, that was like the best thing ever because they, they literally cast who they thought should have been in that role. Not necessarily, like that was the most diverse Cinderella I have ever seen. Kind of like this was the most diverse period piece you've ever seen? Uh, in a sense, yes, because all the other Black people in the period pieces I've seen, they play background. And when I mean background, they are quite literally background. Like the help? They're, yeah. they're like the help, yeah. No, they have no speaking. The camera pans over them real quickly while they're making the biscuits. That's it. So, biscuits? yeah. I, that's the extent. I don't even know what. I just, I actually want biscuits right now. So that may be it. Okay. <laughs> I actually do want some biscuits right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really big into period dramas, but I really enjoyed this one. Um, and I like seeing um, black people in the role of like a duke or a lady or the queen. I enjoyed it. I can see um, how it was, was problematic in some ways, but it wasn't apparent to me like at first glance watching it because I was enjoying the show so much. But in retrospect, like I said, definitely the fact that that young girl was, you know, the one who lost her virtue. You know, um, that was a problem for me. I agree with like white supremacy, like so insidious. Like you don't ever actually see how problematic it is at first glance. Mm -hmm. That's very true. So we're not allowed to just watch a TV show and just enjoy the the story. (laughs) Everything has to have a like. If it's not a black cast, I shouldn't like it. It That's not what I'm saying at all. But, but if the intention of the show, right, was to say, like, this is going to be the most diverse, we're going to have this sort of, like, radical situation where, like, we're not going to include race as a big factor, then be all the way about that. Don't highlight that and then have it be, like, so fucking flagrant that you're hiding it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't raise it as a non-issue, but then still make it as an issue throughout the entire series. Right. Well, are they making an issue yeah. or the public is making it an issue? No, no, no. That, was, that was our intention. Their intention was we're going to make this period piece that doesn't take race as like this forefront concern that everybody has. Like we're going to have black people um, as cast members, right? Mm-hmm. And so, that's the other side too, don't forget, because there's people who were like, there was no black people back then. And this is not real. Absolutely black people black back then, okay? That's that's how, how, so that was a statement? No, I'm saying there's some white people for the same way black people are upset and they're saying, oh, you know, I want to see black love. I want to see a black man with a black woman. That's what I want to see. So why don't we get more black writers to develop the stories? Why do we need, I know Shauna Rhimes is black, but why are we only counting on her? Why aren't there other black writers creating these or creating a TV series on ancient Egypt? or other dynasties that were throughout Africa? Why are, we, why are we depending on Europeans to depict Black love for us? Right, because that's still the standard in this series. The standard in this series is still whiteness. Yeah, because it's in Europe. You are in Europe. This is the <laughs> British Romantic era. That is yeah. what it is. With but if you want Black love, if you want Black love, then Black writers should be able to write on ancient dynasties in Africa when we had our kings and our queens and so on. Why are we depending on Europeans to do that for us? You got a point there. But um, I don't know. I just feel like there's always going to be somebody who's not happy. You can't make everybody happy. And 
this is Shonda Rhimes and we have seen time and time again with her other shows she incorporates an element of interracial relationships we saw it in Scandal right in mm-hmm. Scandal you had um you know the Harry Washington Washington with the president when she wasn't with the president she was with the other CIA dude or whatever you know and then if you look at her other shows, like How to Get Away with Murder is one of her shows too, right? Yes. And look at Annalise Keating. She's with, um, her husband was a white man. So, I mean, and I don't, I kind of stopped watching Grey's Anatomy, but they say that's also a thing on there too. It is, Has she spoken about that being like her objective? I don't know if that's her objective, but I do know that people have made that an observation that they've noticed, a trend. Okay. That Um, most of her TV, her TV series have interracial couples, that is that what the public is saying? Yes. Okay. Particularly people of color have noted that that's a big thing in her movies in particular. The same thing that they'll say how Tyler Perry and Lee Daniels don't think too highly of black women. It's the same way that they can kind of say that she doesn't think too highly of Black love. Um, because mm. in every show, there's always an interracial relationship. Is she mixed? Because she doesn't look... Um, oh, lovely Black woman. Who, Shonda? Shonda Black. Oh, okay. Then I think I'm confused. Let me Google it. Google her. <laughs> you don't know who she is, girl. I saw her. Is that the same one that the Central Park Five? No, that's Ava. Mm-hmm. That's Ava DuVernay. And Ava okay, DuVernay I'm confusing her. She's also okay. a black woman. We know that. But here's the thing. Okay, I see. Okay, all yeah. right. My thing is that's. I feel like that's reaching. It's reaching. Like I mean, listen. We want black writers, right? And Sika, you made that point. We want black writers. We want this. We want that. Okay, so when we get black writers and they give you content and you're not hundred percent happy with it. I mean, that's her vision. That's, that's I, I think you're failing to understand Hernsika's point when she says, we want Black writers to talk about Black love, right? right. It's not just Black writers in the space. It's talking about Black writers in the space that elevates Black love. And I yeah, think I yeah. just read an article about Shonda, her, a critique of her was, while other Black writers and producers have told at the expense of their own success to erase stereotypes attached to people of color, Rhymes selfishly produces content that elevates white characters above their Black counterparts. <laughs> Mm. Now that's so, because she's from her focus at the time was ABC, I believe, Channel Seven, um, and so you know you gotta you have to produce the product that the the public like, wants, and that caters to those to those networks, right? That's the demographics. Is a white is a white uh, network. The, the the big wigs is gonna be white, giving you the money. So the whole. Right? Thing- with Netflix, we she can shift some of that away from what the network expected her to produce, which again, but this is a black woman who is uh, is writing for a, a white author. Remember who the author is. That's the other thing. Like the the author didn't write for black people. Like that wasn't even in her thought when she wrote it. Like I said, this is white romance for white women, and that's why it's very historical from that context, but. Right. Honest to God, history. It's historical. It's almost a historical interpretation from a happily ever after. Because the shit that they went through, let that had happened today. I think those books are kind of like the 
they're like the Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice. You know, that it's kind of like very similar. It's not catered to black love and all that. These it's are like they're white writers. This is not a Zane book. This is not <laughs> Eric Jerome Dickey. I mean, you know, I love this is this is not Sister Soldier. And it's mm -hmm. like I said, when you say you so I get what you're saying, Mitchell, but you have to accept black people in all facets. We are not you know, just one dimensional and we all fit in a box. We're individuals. I think everybody, you know, for the <laughs> should be seen as an individual. And so I feel like a lot of times in black culture, it's like you gotta represent for everybody. And that's hard to do. It's hard to please everybody because black people, you got the bougie people, the bougie black people who's in the upper echelon. You got the people in the hood. You got the hardworking people, you know what I'm saying? Middle-class, you know, working paycheck to paycheck, blue collar. You got, you got, you know what I'm saying? You got black people coming all types of ranges. So when you just say, oh, we got a black writer, are you putting everything on this one writer to, to give you everything that you need? No. So like Ansika saying, you know, we need more black writers. So you can understand that that this is look at her just stop looking at her as a black writer her name is shonda rhyme she's an individual this is what she writes if you don't like it then go and watch something by ava duvernay if you don't like it then go watch something by you know uh tyler perry no that's how i see it no pick up so you don't agree shy no i don't like tyler perry and i don't <laughs> With Tyler Perry films, and I, him and Lee Daniels can kick rocks too. And Tyler Perry particularly also because he writes all his stuff, and he doesn't hire black writers to write. That's true. His stuff has the same black family in crisis. Black family finds Jesus. Crisis averted. Yeah, it's solved. <laughs> and you know that that's not life, Tyler. And I don't like his description of you know a woman has to save a man or a man. No. No, Tyler, no. We yeah. not, and we're not even going to go to Lee Daniels because his shows don't even last past three seasons. So we're not even going to talk about him. So you invested, though. You invested for those three seasons, aren't you, Sha? I, I like Star. And, and Empire got me to season two. But after that, mm -hmm. after he talked, he showed Chicago, talk about that's Brownsville. I said, that's not Brownsville. I never tuned in again. You don't disrespect my state. You don't disrespect my city. You don't disrespect my little neighborhood. Talk about this Brownsville. He going to show Chicago. Fuck is out. Fuck out of here. Anyway, that, What the fuck did he say? <laughs> that's why I don't fuck with these days. Look, I got issues. <laughs> Listen, no, you have pride. You have pride. You have integrity. So I respect that. Nah, he ain't gonna do that. Uh-uh. But here's the thing: it is entertainment. Yes, I guess for me, they attempted to address some race in this situation, and the way that they addressed it was so surface-like. Like when Lady Danbury was having a conversation with him, and he was like, "It's hard for us. We have to be this way." When he was younger, his father was putting him down. She was like, "But people like us. Well, what do you mean, people like us? You mean the only black people in the show? Like?" Can you give me some details? We need people like us. And then it was like the title was given to them and like they had to work even harder. And that little that little bit of surface is bullshit to me because you could have explained that a little bit more. You could have dwelled into that. Her speech though, her speech in that little scene that you're talking about, I thought like that shit was worth writing, repeating and like manifesting as an affirmation. 
but then I stopped watching. <laughs> Wait, what what speech was it? Uh, should be an affirmation when he was younger, and Lady Danbury came to see him and discovered that he wasn't dead, but that the dad was hiding him because he was stuttering. And she asked him and told him to promise her that he will shine. Yep, in every space that he finds himself in. Oh, okay. That was some deep shit right there. But they could have dwelled into that and hit and be like, you know, that's just, that's something that every black person has to kind of put in themselves because yeah. every place we go to, we have no choice. We have to shine. Otherwise, we're either told we're something else or we're ignored. That's true. I just but expected I- like there was nothing else that was going to hit like that after that scene. So I just stopped watching it. I think I'm done. Oh my goodness. I can't. <laughs> Can I ask y'all a question though? Do you feel like interracial relationships are being pushed on us? No. Really? I don't pushed think it's being on pushed on us. No. Like I, I feel like some people. It's a trend. I feel yeah. like it's being treated like a trend. Yeah, I feel like uh, trend. You know, hmm. ever since that, I remember that Cheerios commercial, and it was oh, a yeah. big thing. Oh my God. The first time that they, there was a Cheerios commercial, it was the little biracial girl. Mm-hmm. With the black mommy. dad and the white mom. Yeah, and there's a white mom and a black dad. She's in the kitchen with her mommy. I think the mom was like unpacking groceries. She takes out the Cheerios. The little girl grabs like a handful of Cheerios, runs to the living room and puts it on her daddy's like chest on his heart it was good for your heart and it was like cheerios and the people went crazy you believe it and it was like you really up and honest because the little girl's dad is black yeah yeah darcy he was a how many how many commercials and movies do we have um portraying interracial couples i mean do we have a lot is that, is that I, the know. I think ever since that cheerios commercial yeah, girl that's it like that's all you see I mean you open up a magazine mm. and I mean I haven't bought magazines in a long time but you know when I do open you just steal them, them. <laughs> but when I do read it in the aisle you know real quick when I'm waiting to cash out I'll be looking and it's it's all on the cover of the magazines it's in the ads okay it's- so which which genders is it a black man with a white woman or both woman it's generally a black man with a white woman um, oh, okay. Well, Target and Walmart have ones where they have a black mom and a white dad. Um, Old okay. Navy always throw Old Navy in the Gap always throw in the yeah. They always got that. I was just about to say like oh, like the Old Navy holiday commercials. Like it's it's everywhere now, and it wasn't before. Like I remember, right. I remember saying it my mm-hmm. damn self. Like I remember before I got into an interracial relationship. Cause I've been with Jim for like two years now, but I remember when um, Loving came out. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. They just pushing this down our throat. Blah, 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 blah. I, th- those were my words at the time. Because- my mother did an interracial. Wait, was this before law school? Before we like realized like it was an actual situation? Yeah, like I think it was like right when I was like a 1L or wherever, and like, you know, having taken constitutional law, having read the case, having, you know, I decided, okay, well, let me check the movie out. Like, uh, otherwise, if I wasn't in law school, I don't think I would have watched that movie. I don't think I would have watched it. 
And I, you know, remember watching it, like taking a break from my studies. I was like, well, this is like law related. So let me watch it. Whatever. I, don't feel, I don't feel as guilty for taking a break and watching a movie. Because, you know, that first year of law school, you feel yes. guilty for every fucking moment that you take away. Like I felt guilty for grocery shopping, doing laundry, like also was an excuse for me to, you know, pay people to do my laundry and deliver my groceries. But <laughs> I digress. But yeah, I remember, you know, but now that I'm in an interracial relationship, I want to see representation because it makes me feel better about my choices. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not alone. It makes me feel like, you know, I see the little Geico commercials and stuff. It's like a black, black woman, white guy, like they're a couple or whatever. No, I they're see- just friends. <laughs> you know, I see stuff and it makes me feel better. I watch a lot of HDTV and I saw a couple, it was a black woman and a white guy and they, you know, adopted his nephew and niece cause his brother passed away, but they seemed to be in love. They were a very professional couple and they did really good stuff with the house. I was like, this is cute. I, I can do that stuff that they did to the house. But it's, it, you're right. It's nice to see representation. Like my mom, my stepdad is white. And so my mom has been in an interracial relationship, I think 14, 15 years now, I think like 15 years. And it's just like any other relationship we, you know, it's not, she's very mindful of the fact that she may be one of the few black people where she lives, but it doesn't change the fact that they're in love. Why did you ask that question though, Shade? I asked the question because that's uh, the general sentiment um, from some black people. There's a, like a lot of black people out here saying, I want to see black love. I feel like this is being pushed down my throat. All of a sudden, yeah, it's just like, it's a trend. Like you said, it's a trend and it's being treated like one. Shade, which gender is is saying this in the black community? And I can guess which gender it is, but let me hear it from you. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's a black women. Yeah, it's- and I know why, I know why. Why? They only do it though when there's somebody of status, like when it's a black woman of status. That's when they get all up in arms. To be honest with you. So if you talk about the black man, I I I think it depends on who the black person is in the relationship. That would dictate the the, who's up in arms. If it's a black woman, the black man gonna be like, oh, why she gotta be with a white man? And is it specifically a white person that they're with? Huh? Is it specifically the criticism of the black uh, of the white partner, or like could it be any other race? Mostly white. Yeah, and I, I think, I think, I think the reason that happens is that I think black women in, in particular, this happens to. I think black women feel like their black men don't choose them first. I think this is way deeper than black than, than depicting black love. I think it's deeper. Something that black women are heard about. They feel like they're not put up on a pedestal. I think it's way deeper than they're, what they're saying. It could be other things. It's. I definitely feel like black women are not put up on a pedestal um, by black men. I definitely can agree. I mean, as a consensus, they don't. But there, there's good black men out there. I agree. There, there's, there's black good men, good black men out there. But I think 
the black women, it's, and I hear, I read these comments and I notice it's mostly black women and they're saying, we wanna see black love, we wanna see black love. But I think it's deeper than that. I think it's that they feel like other race are always being chosen and, and put in front of them. I think if most black women felt like black men chose them, they wouldn't care about, you know, so much about, I want to see black love, I want to see black love, because you would experience, you would be in it, you would be feeling it. But I say go where you're loved. I say, you know, black women, I get it. If, if you want black love, if that's, if that's what you really want, then who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? You know, but I also feel like you should go where you love. And it's a lot of good men out there. And I feel like when you have a blind loyalty, like, for example, my cousin was over recently and she brought a dog and I got a cat. And I see the difference in the two animals. A cat, you call it, it look at you. What you want? What's up? I hear you, but I'm not necessarily coming to you. And I feel like that's kind of how people see black men treating black women and then I feel like women behave with that blind loyalty that a dog has you know what I mean that you call a dog it's gonna come to you it's it's my cousin's dog was like her little fucking shadow it went everywhere she went and it's a blind loyalty that I feel black women have sometimes towards black men and well, yeah, I, 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 we've been pitted against each other. I'm not going to lie about that. We've been pitted against it, each other for a long time. Part of us being so loyal to Black men is because we end up birthing Black men. So that's part of the issue. The other issue happens to be, I wouldn't say that it's a blind loyalty. I, w- I want to say that it again comes back to representation. If what we're seeing is a lot of interracial relationships or we're seeing relationships with dark-skinned men and light-skinned women, then it's there is a lack of representation Keep on it because we will get into that because that's colorism too and that's that's, that's, the, that's the layer of it that's the something deep and seeker was talking about because in addition to the not seeing black love we're not seeing the representation of all black people you see right. um yeah. to mitchell's point we rarely ever really see relationships like we seen on insecure in which the black girl was with the asian boy like, there's some cute Asians out there. Exactly. Go where you're loved. Okay. I mean, I had a couple of them in my Tinder, but I don't know if they're ready for all this chocolate. So that is not about me. It's them being, are they ready? You never know unless you give it a try. Exactly. Go where you're loved. Like, don't shut, your, don't close yourself off or shut yourself off to love, especially when women are on a, a fucking timetable. Like, you know, if you want to get married and you want to have kids, if that's what you want, I mean, women cannot make children for the rest of their life. So are you going to have a blind loyalty? Also, don't sleep on the, on the semen, okay? Because semen does get a little slow and not the <laughs> greatest problem. So while y'all running around here thinking y'all can still bust them nuts at 50, your semen is slower and it's not as cute. So don't be out here thinking you can still bust them nuts at 60. Yeah, I want to address the alkaline diet if you're trying to make babies. <laughs> I want to mention the, the bachelor. I know that, I don't know if you guys know there's a black bachelor on the on Absolutely. this TV series. And there's a lot of white women on his um yeah, but it's primarily always white people on that show, right? Well, we're sure. so right I've right. been reading I've been reading the comments and again mostly coming from black women. Oh he's not gonna choose a black woman. I know he's not again it's I think I'm gonna stick to this. It's deeper. I think a lot of black women are just hurt. 
they're hurt that they're never, they don't consider themselves first in the eyes of black men. Because how come that's the first thing that people comment on? He's not going to choose a black woman. You, that's true. You didn't even watch the show yet. You don't know what's gonna happen. But and that's the first thing they say. But the white women on the show, there's a high chance that he will not choose a black woman. I was about to say, because the way it's stacked <laughs> up, the odds are. But I feel like don't limit yourself. Go where you are loved. Because yeah, we're not in the best climate right now, but treat people as individuals. If that fine-ass Asian brother is giving you the eye, I suggest you pay attention. If he fine and he's Spanish, I suggest you pay attention. If he fine and I, it does, and he giving you attention, I would just, you know, I'm not saying jump in head first, but I would say investigate it. It's no, no jump in head first. <laughs> jump in all the way head first. Don't do but, it because fuckboys come at every nationality, gender, ideology, um, race, whatever they come in, everything women can be fuck boys, we could be fuck girls, it could happen. So, don't I'm not trying to be you know to put this on the man, but people can be fuck individuals. So, just please test them out. Don't just be what? jumping in new relationships because you're like, I'm gonna try something new. No, but why you say jump in head first, Mitchell? Let me just say this I don't want to be the one to voice this as like something that we all know it's like a universal truth, but the way that black women are treated, like, is always it's never acknowledged for your value for like everything that you're about, right? You're always minimized, you're always reduced to something less than what you are. And so I think that's like the deeper issue in terms of like not being put in a pedestal, it's just not being acknowledged at all. And so like to be rendered invisible and to have like any kind of, I don't know, sign that somebody wants to link with you, I think that however slight it may be, jump all the way the fuck in then. That's true. You got to bet on yourself. You got to bet on your own happiness. Like I said, human beings is not meant to be alone, right? I'm not saying settle or just take whatever, but you're not towards, we're meant to talk and be social with other people. And then like, you also have a timetable. So if marriage and children are what you want, then maybe you should expand your dating pool. This is what I want. So anyone that's listening, I'm single and uh, ready to mingle. Yo, drop your digits. Let them know. Like, come on, drop a handle something. <laughs> tell them your name. Tell them where you're from. What's your OnlyFans okay. account? Is there a discount? <laughs> and Chico from Brooklyn. <laughs> you gotta yeah, spell your name though, because the way that you shit spelled is like, come on. <laughs> you right. I'm on the call with all Brooklynites right now. That's like, true. I'm, I'm sorry, what happened? Brownsville, right? I'm from there. Right. I'm chicken Newark now, and it is what it is. <laughs> Mitchell's from Canarsie. And where, where are you from? Flatbush, right, Insika? East Flatbush. Okay. East Flatbush. Don't forget the East. Hollis, Queens. I'm the lonely Queens chick out here. Always. I'm, I'm going to play this segment back for, uh, for Tisha, but I digress. Cause she be coming for me because I'm from Queens. Broken feet and all. <laughs> Always one in the group. Is he the Queens of the Bronx? You gotta sprinkle. Oh one. hell no. I know you do not just put me on the same shit as the fucking Bronx. It's either the it's, we always there's always one in the group. It's either the Bronx, Queens. You may get a Harlemite, but we never get anybody lower than one tenth in the crew. Never. No. Nope. But no. if we do, they lost. 
<laughs> so if you're from Manhattan and you're from lower than 110, then it's just... Yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah. So they can't be from Soho or... No, uh, they, could, they could share a cab with you to LaGuardia or whatever, but like, no, you good. <laughs> whatever. Y'all need to quit hating on me in my borough. We not hate, no, you just want to, you know, let me sprinkle one from each of the other spots. At least I didn't mention Staten Island. Why would you? Yeah, nobody, nobody's mentioned that. I'm going to put you in there with that. <laughs> Bronx or Yankee Stadium. Staten and you Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Did we talk about whether or not y'all have been in interracial relationships last episode? I've not been in one yet since then. If you talk about it, nope, since... not I haven't been in one since. Actually, I can't even count the Puerto Rican as interracial because I'm gonna put- hang up, y'all. Uh. How you cannot count the Puerto Rican as interracial? Because you know they did not check the black box, girl. He Puerto Rican. I mean, yeah, we all be in the same hood, but at the same time, they do not the same hood. <laughs> yeah, no. Outside the Puerto Rican, I've always dated black men. What about you, Ansika? Yeah, I've dated white before. Don't sound too excited about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it a bad experience, girl? No, no, no. It's all good. Okay. I'm open to them too, and I'm single. My name is Nsika from Brooklyn. Welcome <laughs> 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 to whoever's listening out there. Yeah, she's talking to the people out there, to the viewers. Right. Yeah. She's taking your advice, Shadi. She's open to love. Let go, let God. Exactly. you guys right and somebody was like you're very inconsistent on here and i was like well i had to choose love or law and i kind of chose you know i chose law and now i got a little time in my last semester i could choose a little i could sprinkle in a little lust not love but lust yeah (laughs) you know we do need to talk about in a later episode is polyamory and polygamy and you know not in the marriage way but in the way that you can have multiple relationships. That mm-hmm. I might be thinking that I'm ethically non-monogamous and that may be okay. I feel like honesty is important. If you are honest with whomever you're dating, yes, important. Um, so long as they know, you know, you're not my only Valentine, like Rihanna and her new uh, Savage X Fenty. Uh, <laughs> that's her little promotion for Valentine's Day. I might spend all my coin, but I digress. Um, but as long as you're honest, I don't see the problem with it. And you being safe. Yes, of course I'm being safe. Like where I work at, it's like, there's no reason. I, I have condoms everywhere. So there's nothing about that. Also, if you ever need condoms, you know, you can eat, you can find me on I'll Be That Chick 718 on Instagram. And just let me know if you need some condoms, what kind of condoms. We also got dental dams. Um, I work at, I'm sorry, I work at a social service agency. And we just like everybody to have safe, free love, safe. But you don't got no lighters, though? No, apparently not. <laughs> I think you got safe love, but we're not giving out cancer. No, no, no cancer. I bad. I feel like I, I feel like you're so responsible. And like, I'm not. Like, I'm in a monogamous relationship. I have been for two years. And I'm ODB over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, baby. I'm like, baby, I like oh. it. I mean, that old dick bitch. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to figure out what the acronym was. Then, oh, old deep, old dick bitch. Is that what you said it stood for? Do it right now. Oh, you 
got a picture of his um his <laughs> and that's classic that's like the most classic album cover ever yo mitchell is is the best that's brooklyn right there see ladies you know but since we also about interracial relationships let's talk about 90 day fiance i feel like there's something illegal about that first of all you have to ask for the government's permission to bring this person over, right? Yeah, you get the visa. Ninety. That's why it's called 90 days, because you get the 90-day visa. 90 days is not enough. My grandmother used to tell me that by 90 days, you start to meet the representative, but you still haven't actually met the representative, and you're supposed to determine if you're going to marry this person. Um, I don't trust it, because a lot of these people come over. They don't speak full English. They're coming from impoverished situations that the other person is fully aware of. And takes advantage of and i feel like they have no other option but to come over here and marry these savage ass white folks and i don't like it <laughs> that's definitely problematic i saw the episode with the guy with the no neck and he was trying to get with this beautiful he was trying to get with this beautiful i forgot what country she was from but i she think she was filipino Philippines, i believe that was beautiful he had no right to her and when she cursed him out in the in the motherfucking re- reunion and laid his ass out. And if see that was that was he was being a predator. That was gross. But the exception though, if you watch 90 Day Fiance, he is not the exception. A lot of these men seem like predators, and I feel like they go overseas and get these international beauties because an American woman's gonna be like, What do you think this is? I'm about to snap on you in a minute. And it's like They'll let you know, they will reduce you down to your size and let you know what pecking order is. Is that always a combination? Is always like the American men? Or is it typically American men? I mean, there's, there's also women, but the women, the white women tend to go over to Africa and they end up or the Caribbean. Yes, that yes. white lady there, she was old as hell and she went to Africa to get with the dude. And the oh, and so it's like a Bridgerton remix. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's the Canon version. A mess. It was a mess. The mama was oh. not having it. The lady was so old. She couldn't give him no baby. You know, America is ghetto. Like, you do not want to leave Africa and come to America. Like, it's Guess what? Oh. When he came here, he got called in for the first time in his life. And he, he it took a minute for the realize how serious being called that was. You know, you went online and found out here in America, you can't be calling us that. Um, so yeah, that's the other issue. Like, I just feel like there's there's a there's a power dynamic in that, and TLC should be ashamed of themselves for perpetuating that power dynamic. Do they all no, stay that ninety day period? Do it. I love that show. It makes me laugh and entertains me. Makes you laugh. Go ahead. What were you saying, Mitchell? Do, does everybody last that entire 90 day period or do people like leave earlier do they oh no some of them never even last because a lot of times they don't even know each other for example there's a lot of russian girls and so you know the idea for people is they think the russian girls are trying to get for their money or they're trying to get over here but sometimes they get put up in a situation and a lot of times it has to do with the culture that like they don't respect each other's cultures whatsoever you can't do that yeah. in 90 one guy went over there he's an atheist and he's he's about to marry a russian girl who's very orthodox like her family's very religious. And he's like, yeah, I don't believe in Jesus. And at that point, the family was about to shut him out and down. He was about to be gone. There was no, nope, she wasn't going with him, none of that. And it's like, they don't respect. You're asking someone to leave their home and their culture to come. The least you could do is respect that culture. So if you yeah, did- it's like last season with the Ethiopian couple. Oh yeah. The, yeah, she was so annoying. I mean, she was such a pest. What happened with them? She moved to Ethiopia, and Did she, she knows that. America, though? Yeah, yeah. 
but she yeah. knows that this guy is not making a lot of money yeah and keeps blaming him why don't we have this um better apartment why don't we have this why don't we have that i mean you knew that he's living in a developing country um, it was just rude to constantly you know judge him so harshly this lady was a pest what about sis tiffany i think her name was that she went to jordan and she's like a rapper he's a wacko the shit out of me she's like wait first of all that relationship was pure lust no, it was it was fail, it was gonna fail in the start because they both was fronting. He wanted her to convert, and he told his family she was gonna convert. She already told him she wasn't gonna convert. Which I don't understand why you go into a Muslim country and failing to convert because you can't come over there in your Florida best scare boo. You can't come over there. Miami, she's like a whole rapper. She's like wearing long weave. She got pictures on her Instagram like half naked. Like, that's not going to fly with his Muslim family. And you're in no. their country, in their domain, where they are expecting you to respect their culture. Listen, he was a man with a beard, and she was a chocolate baddie with inches. And it was pure lust. They looked at each other. They hit it and run, because he went back home. He wasn't going to come back here. But she she got, you know, I don't know, whatever the fact may be. But I don't know why she thought she was going over there because of the fact she was still married. She better be happy they don't stone her because she's still fully married and has lied to that man from day one. Yeah, she never got a divorce. A mess. Listen, at the end of the day, um, people want to see Black love. And yes, you should try new things. But let's also not lie to ourselves and put ourselves in a 90-day fiancé situation with somebody you don't fucking know and you're not going to respect. Girl, imagine we go on a cruise and it's safe to go on a cruise, we go to Jamaica and I come back with a 90-day fiancé. Girl. But I'll get a 90-day fiancé if you're from the Netherlands. It's a very progressive country. I wouldn't mind getting citizenship from there. So you want to do it the reverse way. You want to go to their country and get their free benefits. Because America's ghetto. It is ghetto. It's very ghetto, but I know I'm and I'm used to having my bathroom in my house, so I'm also used to having my bathroom be as big as I am, because I've watched international house hunters, and I don't appreciate the bathrooms in other countries. I'm sorry. I need space. I need you to feel comfortable. Washers and dryers, like, in the kitchen. I, I can't. I know. <laughs> American ghetto is, is my ghetto. <laughs> I know it. I love her. America. Is everybody on this show like genuinely looking for a relationship? Because I think that if that's the case, then there's always going to be like this aspect of um, conceding to a certain degree, right? Because of your desire to be in a national committed relationship, that you're going to be willing to give up portions of your integrity in order to be in one. I th- so I am looking for a relationship. But at the same time, I've grown in the, in the way that I am. And, I'm and you're looking for multiple relationships, though, because you're not going to bring up polyamory and talk about you're looking for a relationship. <laughs> relationship. Wait, when I say relationship, when I say relationship, I mean someone that I can ride with, someone that will ride with me. I'm. I don't think that I want to define a relationship in the same way that society would define it, because commitment to me is not the same as commitment is to somebody else. I don't think that we're meant to be monogamous because people cheat, and anybody, why did you cheat, girl? You could do everything for that man, absolutely everything. Wash his clothes. Helping with his resume. You could do all that shit. He still would cheat on you. Why? Because it was the earth. Because like you said, we, we may be human, but we still have instinct. And sometimes, sometimes you can't fight that instinct. But you can't personalize it as a person and think that's your fault that that person cheated on you. And that's what a lot of us do. A lot of us take when somebody cheated on us and we personalize that. 
that nigga chose to do that. That has nothing to do with me. That is not what you problem. You and her have an issue. Just don't bring that my way. Y'all, and I expect for my man to say, if you, if I'm your woman and or I'm number one, let the bitches know don't contact me because then we gonna have a problem because I'm petty and a mess. But conversations, commitment, a loyalty, we have an understanding that, okay, we may see other people, but what I give you is what I give you. I don't give that to nobody else. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily me giving up a piece of my integrity. It's more so me giving a specific person a piece that nobody else gets. Uh, let me ask a question. Are you, um, so you are open to polygamy also? Well, I'm not trying to get married, but I'm open to polyamory. I'm, I'm open to having a few important relationships because everybody kind of you have people that are there for a season and people that are there for a reason i think for us a lot of times we try to find everything we need in one person and you can't a mm. person can't be everything that you need them to be that's weird. to find somebody or to find those people that have everything that we may need and be open be like look i love you for you but you a little harsh at times and i need a hug you don't know how to give a hug so this person gives me a hug when i need a hug i love each of y'all differently for what each of y'all bring and it's up to the person to accept that. Like, I can't get mad at that because I get that somebody can like me for me and the stuff that I bring, but this stuff that I am not, that that's not who I am, that they need in their life. So who am I to stop them from getting that? It's kind of like the 80-20 rule, but you have permission to seek the 20. You know, <laughs> people who usually are in these uh, quote-unquote monogamous relationships, so they have the ideal of uh, monogamy. And, you know when they cheat they'll say oh well you know you fell for that 20 percent you know your wife or your husband or whoever your partner was giving you 80 percent and they didn't have the 20 percent that you needed and so you went for that 20 percent you might even divorce you know the person or just <laughs> the person and you're with the person who's only giving you 20 percent and by the time you realize it it's too late. That 80% is gone. Mm -hmm. So that's like the 80-20 rule. So this is basically what you're describing. Like in my understanding, you know, a polyamorous relationship is having the 80% and you have permission to seek 20. In a sense, it's just, I may be with somebody because, all right, for example, somebody that I'm dating is like, I'm with you because every time I'm with you, I feel like you enlighten me, you enlift me. It's like, I learn so much when I'm around you. He is a. I, I apparently like people with criminal justice histories. Don't judge me. So yeah. <laughs> like what you like. You like justice histories. I don't know what it is, but it's that's what sends the gravitate, and that's what I tend to gravitate to. To I don't know if it's the social work in me. Opposites. I, Opposites attract. Yeah, I think it's because um. Most, <laughs> you so you don't you don't got no record. You don't got no criminal history. I don't have any of that. About right now. <laughs> you said opposites of track. I'm just trying to make sure. I'm trying like, to I don't have any criminal history or anything like that. I, like, I have a clean record, but I happen to be yes. attracted to people with criminal justice histories and to be with <laughs> However, I like how you say that shit. Criminal justice histories. I like it, that shit. It could be anything. It could have been a, a crazy juvenile. It just, that's typically, it's something where in there the criminal justice and them had an interaction and it'd be what it be. How about just suspended li um, license and they just have like a VTL? A you mean just? He's out here driving dirty, he risking it all. He might come be for you to come see you, girl. That means he really, really want to see you. Might be my type. 
You know what I'm saying? That's like the equivalent of I'm going to see a girl about a kiss or a horse or however that stupid expression is. You know what I mean? I'm going to see what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that shit before. I'm going to see a guy about a horse. I never even knew what they was talking about when they mentioned that. So don't laugh at me. But I'm like, you about to see a, a dude about a horse. And I'm like, okay, whatever, have fun. Like, I didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. I don't know. 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 I don't Oh my God! It was That's when I went to go see a horse. <laughs> well, now I know he went. He risked it all for some pussy. Now I know. But you went to go see a lady by the horse. Exactly like this. I mean, it's basically like old chivalry terms or whatever. You'll go all you know, whatever, out of your way. And I think it's romantic. I had this homeboy, um, and he was just like he reminded me of Prince. Like he was little pint size and he was pretty and he had the confidence to bag any bitch he didn't care if you were six feet tall you was gonna bend down and kiss him like he he was just that exactly like he was that type and I remember like he was telling me like how he would just make these his thing was that he was a gentleman that's how he got bitches it was like he had a bunch of bitches but he was gonna make you feel at that moment when you were with him like you was the only bitch in the world. And he would do shit like that. Like go to see a man about a horse or a girl about a kiss. Like drive all the way to your fucking house so he could give you a kiss. And you know he was going to get more than the kiss. He's going to get the pussy. But it's the fact that he came and he's just telling you all I just want to do is kiss you. You know what I'm saying? And Wait, I'm like, the horse? Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Google that shit. I don't fucking know. Pedro, wherever you are, explain that shit. I don't fucking know. Explain it. But that's how he broke it down to me. Like, he used to get these bitches by being a gentleman. And he would drive all the way to your house. Like, say, for example, how y'all clown me, because I live in Queens, and Queens is dumb far. To see a, uh, to see somebody in Queens, just like to give them a kiss. I made somebody come to drink. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying nothing. Mitchell, you wouldn't do it? To show what? I asked. Oh nah. Nope. Nope. Hell nah. For a motherfucking kiss? For what? Well, it's romantic. No, more than a kiss is gonna happen when you show up, but it's just about that. You gotta confirm. We in a new day days. You better confirm she is not on her period or none of that stuff and be able to be ready. Like what happened? You got banned from Lyft and Uber? Just say I, I'm gonna be devil's advocate because I pulled that trick a couple of times too. Act like I wanted to meet up in my period cable, and I'm like, "Oops, she just showed up. She been here two days. I was fronting." So yeah, I've been that. Oh, yes. What? I'm just being honest. I don't do it no more. I'm an adult now, so <laughs> it's like, I don't want you. It's fine. It's okay. You can block me. It's cool. That's what I tell people. I don't want you. Mm-mm. No. Yo, y'all are some toxic ass horses. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> But you don't believe in grand gestures in relationships? Like, okay, let's go around. Let's see, like, 
what is the grandest like gesture or or what would you consider something like a fantasy that you would love for your partner whoever you're dating like to do for you or if they did it it would mean like a lot i'll start like i never had someone send flowers to my job i never had that before you never had a job before (laughs) (laughs) oh and I remember the first Valentine's, like me and Jim, like he sent this huge, ridiculous bouquet of red roses to my job. And that to me was like a grand gesture. And, you know, like he does it all the time because, you know, it's sweet to me. And I've never, you know, like when you see on TV, you go out on a hot date in the movie and the next day the girl's at work and then all her little friends are like, oh, girl, you sent you flowers or whatever. Like, you know, I never had that. And that was grand to me. Well, I don't like flowers because they died in there, you know, within it. And to me, that's a bad representation of your love. I would prefer a teddy bear. But a grand gesture for me would be the weight of my heart is through my stomach. So <laughs> if you be like, I come through, just wear something nice. And we have dinner in the house. And it's just something like just us. So we just have a good time watching movies, laughing and stuff. Just us enjoying each other's presence. But you make it just a little effort, maybe making a nice meal or getting something, you know, I like to eat. And just asking me about me. Because, you know, I'm a mom. So don't nobody ask me about me. Mm-hmm. So it's minor things. Like I could buy my own bag. I could pay my own rent. Those things don't mean much to me it's more so if you making an effort and it's more so something i can't buy like your time is something i can't buy okay so your love language is like spending quality time yeah like like, even if we sit in the park and laugh at people that's that's good that's good vibes for me i like that like homeless people no, not the homeless. Not the homeless no, we won't laugh at the homeless people mostly because the minute they ask me for a dollar, I'm gonna get salty. So no, no, not- I mean like you in the park with them, like homeless people. <laughs> yes, we sit on the bench, smoking, and talk about people. Absolutely, just sit there like an old couple. You know, when they go to the park and he's reading the newspaper, she's feeding the birds. Except I'm not feeding the birds. It's quarantine. Listen, I've never been to the motherfucking park so goddamn much. I just want to go outside and get some air. I was in Central Park the other day, just chilling. Mitchell? I'm giving you the space right now. That's my grand gesture. <laughs> I just, um, I'm kind of like Shaw. I just want like really good conversations, a nice dinner, you know, a nice massage. Yes. Things like that. You know, I'm into things like that. You know, candles. So you want- That's why I like these romance movies. <laughs> no, I don't care. The candles are okay, but the massage. I like a good massage. With some nice- You don't understand the question was, what's a grand gesture? Not like some oh, basic ass shit that motherfuckers best, do Okay, wait, wait. She said grand, grand gesture. gesture. Okay, you're right. So my the grand gesture would be, <laughs> but right. Okay, that was that's my love language. But the grand gesture for me would be if uh, a vaca- paid vacation, he pays for all of it. I don't pay for anything, and I <laughs> what you said, grand gesture. And um, I'm thinking the Fiji Islands. I'm thinking maybe Greece on the Greek Islands. I'm thinking all, Jersey Shore, uh, maybe, the Greyhound. No, and I let me reiterate. I want it all paid. I don't want to spend a dime and I would I would really appreciate that. That is a grand gesture. 
a pay vacation. It, it does feel good to be with the man and or your partner or whomever and not have to open up your bag. Oh, I'll, I'm, I'll be, oh my God. Have somebody tell me to quit my job just so I can stay home and do nothing all day. You got me for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's your grand gesture? That's your grand gesture? You want to yes. be kept. Bitch, you want to be kept. <laughs> well kept. <laughs> Fuck the conversation. I, I Fuck the massage. Dead. Fuck the Popeyes. No. I want dead. to be here all day, every day. Lay in the bed. <laughs> oh, I don't want to work. I don't want to read. I don't want to talk to anybody outside of this. You're good. Mm. I used to want to be a kept woman. I did. And then I sat there and watched a lot of movies. And then I had a cousin who was a kept woman. And it didn't work out for her. And then I ended up having kids and shit. So, yeah. Independent black woman. Here we go. Talk about my own bad stuff. But I can't massage myself, okay? You want to be so running? Yes. Cause, uh, come on. I got a massage the, a couple of weeks ago that was heaven. You yeah. know, it's like machines for that, though, right? Like, you just put on a chair. Nah, like a... No, it's not the same. How would y'all, though? I don't like those rough-ass massages, like a deep tissue massage. Me and Olga gonna fight, because you do not need to be putting all that pressure on me like that. That hurt. Mm-mm. It's something sensual about a massage from somebody you like. Yeah, most definitely. No, Olga. No, I don't need you to tell you stiff because you touch me and I don't know you. That's why I'm stiff. <laughs> they always say, you're so tense. <laughs> they always say that. Well, you damn right. I'm half naked. I don't know you. You're a strange person touching me. <laughs> Boy. So, yeah. uh, since we're talking about relationships, um, is there any new updates since we last talked about relationships? There um, better not be because there's a motherfucking quarantine out here. <laughs> well, you remember the person I was dating before, and we had fell off for a little bit because he spazzed out, and I don't chase nobody like literally. And when we did get back in touch, because he, you know he grew up and he he texted me and stuff, he's like, I wanted you to chase him. Yeah, I don't chase nobody, sir. Mm-mm. We don't do those things. I told him just like that. So it sets me being honest. And look, he's still around. He's still around, even though he know I'm not going to chase him. So ladies, be honest. Let that nigga know you're not going to chase him. He might just stay around. He might realize there's no need to run. Because I'm not chasing him, no. Because you just want to be kept. You just want to be kept in your own I house. You just want to... I don't want to be kept. I just don't want to exert myself. You're lazy. I get it. Me too. Me too. Yes. <laughs> I see it like this. There's no reason to exert myself unnecessarily. You work smarter, not harder. Very true. Well said. Months later, he came back and I had moved and I was chilling. I was like, I was about to start dating. I was about to reactivate my Tinder. He just came right into the mix at the right time. And I still activated my Tinder. So, hey. You out here swiping in the pandemic. You're not scared. I didn't meet nobody. I'm just swiping. Also, I go to work two days out the week. Okay. So, you can always pick me up a taco and drop it up at the front desk. That's how you show me your love. The last thing I want to say, though, is I sent you an article that talks about interracial love, specifically with the respect of being with a white partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you may find yourself offended by every sentence in it, but I'm going to stand by what it stands for. What does it, what, mm-hmm. what does it say? Oh, I think it's it? Tell me. I mean, I want to read it, but I want you to tell me. What does it say? Since the story of Richard and Mildred Loving, 
one that has been described as the interracial love that has changed history, interracial relationship has become desirable. It has become fashionable. It has become something as a relationship goal, not actually meant anything of substance. I mean, there's some truth to that. There's some people that seek it and they seek it because of self-hate because they don't want to date people from their own race. There are some people who seek it out because they want the product of interracial relationships. They desire mixed race babies. Um, There's some people who desire that because of status. And then there's just people like myself who that man was my friend. I wasn't checking for him. And I just I'm actually said it like that. Like, no, it's true. That man was my friend. I wasn't checking for him. I wasn't like going in with the intention. I'm gonna get me a white man. Like, no, that wasn't my intention. He just happened to be a man and he happened to be my friend, and I happened to like him and started looking at him like, okay, he's kind of cute. But are we allowed to have preferences? Okay, just because we're black doesn't mean that I have to desire a black man or a black man has to desire mm-hmm. dating only a black woman? Can we just be attracted to what we're attracted to? You are, you are mm-hmm. absolutely right to have a preference. Be the careful with that word, is, though. Is if you're prejudicial, if you're prejudicial or you're discriminatory in your, pre- in your preference, which we have the issue with a lot of black men. They will sit there and they will discriminate and down a black woman when they're in a white, when in a relationship with a white woman. There's no need to do that. There's no need for you to down black women to justify your love. You love this woman. No, you're right. But how about if I'm only attracted to men that are tall? Does that mean I'm discriminating against someone that's my height and I'm only 5'5"? Five five. I don't like dating men that are 5'4". Is that wrong of me? No, that's, no, that's not. Um, that is a preference. Okay. It is a preference because it is based on um, not their race. It is, uh, it's just based on you liking tall people, so that to me would be make the uh, when what do so I don't make the guy that's my height or shorter than me feel bad and feel kind of low in a way, inferior in a way because I'm I don't desire him. He can't expect me. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it'd be worse if you let him on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's the problem, but I think when your preference is rooted in a self-hate like you know i don't understand how you can be black and say i don't like black men or i don't like black women because i mean that's how you got here you understand like a black woman is the reason you are here that's how you got into this world or a black father or whomever so for you to have you know aunties and uncles or whomever you know brothers and sisters and you love them, but then you can turn around and hate or just disregard. To me, that's a problem because it's like, you know, I don't care what they try to say. It is rooted in a place of self-hate because you got to understand like part of white supremacy is, you know, pushing the narrative of white femininity. You know, going back to Bridgerton, you're pushing the narrative of white femininity. This is the standard. And so when you live in America and you live in society where white supremacy reigns supreme, you are subjugated to turning on the television and looking at this is what is beauty. 
opening a magazine. This is what is beauty. And so you have been taught to hate yourself. You've been taught to feel like I'm not beautiful or my women aren't beautiful. And so I'm trying to emulate what I think or what I've been taught is beautiful. That, that is not a preference. Okay, so how about, how about sometimes, right? I go through this. Sometimes I don't feel like dating a black guy. Is that wrong of me? Why don't sometimes you? like which time which times like Thursday nights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm I'm just not in the mood for and it depends on what kind of black guy. Sometimes I'm not in the mood to date a black American. Sometimes I'm not in the mood to date a Caribbean. It depends on my mood. But that's a mood. You don't stay in a perpetual state, right? The other thing that we gotta consider when it comes to preference, people tend to know what they don't like. And so we tend, when we think about preference, we think about what people do like, but you also have to keep in mind what people don't like. For example, my daughter doesn't like dating ghetto black men. And, what it was and that's like. fine. That's okay. It is, but in a sense, it's like, oh, so she don't like, and I'm going to be honest with you, my daughter don't date niggas. We're just going to leave it like that. The same type of men that I like is the same type of men my daughter do not like. So that's the difference. And the reality is that because she grew up around the type of man that she doesn't want, she's not attracted to. This is that that that's what was in her community, a community of fuckboys, a community of men who didn't really amount to that. Now she had good examples of the men, but what she grew up around and what her her peers are are not the type of men she wanted to date. So But does that have to do with being black though? That that is a, that you just yeah. don't like ghetto guys, period. Ah. Whether you're black, Hispanic. Technically that's where she that's who she knows. So keep in mind when you have a black child who grew up in a white neighborhood and they say all I date is white people, that there's no other black people for them to date. Mm-hmm. How can we be mad at them if they've never yeah. had experience to date a black person? So the same can be said, if all that's around for someone to date is the type of person that they're not attracted to, then there is going to seem like, oh, but you don't like your people. It's not that. It's that like, I don't like the type of people that them, mm-hmm. that particular type of person. So this is what, this is what I've always been around. I don't like it. For example, somebody like, I don't date athletes. Like I wouldn't date a rapper. Although I am technically dating a rapper, and then it's unfortunate. <laughs> as long as I feel like it's not rooted in a self-hate, then it's a preference. Let me ask you a question, Mitchell. Where you grew up, did you hear in, in the Asian community, Asian men saying, I don't want to date Asian women? First of all, that's assuming that I grew up. Second of all, <laughs> what Asian community? No, I'm just saying, like, from um, your family members or from, because I know you grew up in Canarsie. So, but, like, from your family, did you ever hear, like, people talk like that where they talked bad about their own kind in your culture? Have you ever heard Asian people, specifically, I know you're Filipino, have you ever heard them talking bad, a Filipino man talking bad, about Filipino women saying they ain't shit, they trash, they got nasty attitudes. No, but I also don't appreciate you putting my entire government out there, like my, <laughs> my borough, <laughs> my nationality, my ethnicity. Put all my shit out there. <laughs> I agree with though that so so long as it isn't rooted in some kind of like self hate or is it motivated by a desire to for, to validate some kind of aspect of you, then you're fine. But like, yeah. I think that people are all the way inclined to participate in these interracial relationships 
because they want to prove that they're woke about shit, right? Like it's all just for show. I think we are a, a culture and a society where everything is all about like how we present and how other people see us. And that's, that's what I find really problematic about shit. People do it for the gram and I don't even know my password anymore. We may be in a pandemic, but I could date because I got part one of my, sh- my vaccine. So I'm just waiting for the other part. This was fun. I it's all right. Happy birthday. Early happy birthday. Yes. That's it. I don't got no gifts. Happy birthday. I can sing to you. And my presence is a gift. Hold up, hold up. What did you just say? <laughs> I said I can sing to Bye, you. Bye, y'all. Have a good day. <laughs> good night. And it's a wrap, folks. That was a lovely, lovely episode of Bar Study Podcast, where we discuss... Love, love, libations. You could catch us on Instagram at Bar Study Podcast. And our email is barstudypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at theratchetprofessional.com. And remember, folks, we do not give out legal advice. Good night.